time of the preacher. An audio journey through the preacher television series from episode one to the end of the world. Welcome back to Time of the Preacher. Uh, We're here today in person again for the first time in a while talking about Preacher Season 3, Episode 3, Gonna Hurt, the episode that asks and answers the question, you want to see my dangle? (laughs) My name is Thomas James I. And I am Jason Ritz. Well, I guess I am the first, (laughs) but we don't call me that. (laughs) You want to see my dangle? So yeah, we're <laughs> sitting in the same room again. Yeah, it was only what? We've only done one episode in between last time we were together. Right. Because we did our season two wrap up and we did the season, well, the season two finale. last episode finale and we did the season two wrap up together. And then we did, well, I guess we've had two that mm-hmm. we were apart, the mm-hmm. first two of season three. And now we're back together again. Yeah. Don't get used to it because yeah. this is an extreme rarity, but it just so happened to work out this way. Mm-hmm. So. And again, difficult to. <laughs> Be sitting in the same room watching it and not talk about it, or talk about it before and after. Well, it's also a little difficult to like do the recording because as I'm talking, my my I, I look up and I look into your eyes. <laughs> that shouldn't and make it, it better. Makes, it makes me want to giggle, like, and it's like not necessarily appropriate. But I'm like, okay, because we're sitting across from each other. You can giggle. <laughs> giggle not, into my eyes. I'm used to sitting in front of a screen looking at Skype, you know, without even your picture on it and right. just talking. But I'm used to seeing your eyeball because that's your avatar on avatar Skype. <laughs> <laughs> but here we are again. So, so let's let's talk. Unless you have any cleanup from last episode, we can talk general impressions of this episode. Oh, you want to start general impressions of this episode? Yeah, I think it's nice just to get okay. before we because we'll go in we'll go into like detail of scene by scene. But I think it's nice to just. <clears throat> I have to say, and I know I said it last episode. You you said it too early, and I'm agreeing with you too early, <laughs> and I know, but I honestly think season three is really looking like it's going to be just the <laughs> most badass season ever. And they, I, I mean, the, the first episode is great. They always are. Season one, season two. Right. Awesome. Right. They're good at openings and closings. Yes. And, and episode two even. Mm-hmm. Yeah, episode twos have been amazing. I mean, in season two, we had Fior and all of that. In episode two, that was fucking awesome. I feel like, and maybe it's just because in season one, they came out with the first two together, first two episodes together. Yeah. They're, Didn't they like, do that in season two as well? I don't remember, but they, they all, their season, their episode one and twos always feel kind of like a, a set. Yeah. They like go together really well, and it's like the real opening is those first two episodes. Yeah, and they're, and they're always badass. Mm-hmm. So... In the past, by episode three, we're kind of into it a little bit. We're slowing down just a little bit. Still, things good. Um, not this season. This season is. We're just. They keep stoking this fire, like, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and 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 I know we'll talk about it later, and we won't spoil anything. But in the preview for the for episode four, it's mm-hmm. like, just mm-hmm. keep it rolling, guys. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. It, so this is it. So, I'm agreeing with you too early that this might be the baddest-ass season yet. Mm-hmm. Well, you were saying the baddest-ass season of all, including season four, season five, and future no, seasons. No, yeah, and but there, and I was basing that on uh, a couple of things. First of all, that we we're going to Grandma's house, which is we've been looking forward to this whole time. Mm. But also, you know, I had said just 
there have been statements that a lot of the storylines and the characters from the comics that people want to see are going to be in this season. Plus the, all the marketing they went through this season and feeling like they, based on the lackluster response, or somewhat lackluster to some of last season, they might have been thinking, we got to go balls out to really knock this one out of the park. Right. So there wasn't, it wasn't just hoping and wishing. It was based on, you know, some things that made me think that they were just going to really go for it. This right. And, and I think I said it last episode, but it kind of makes me nervous. Like, this is their last-ditch effort to, to make sure this series continues. And, like, so it just makes me nervous. But that's just me. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was nervous about season three starting in the first place. Mm-hmm. And and here we are. So, yeah. And granted, even season two into episode three, it was still great. I think episode three might have been when the gun convention, when the, the guy with the one arm trying to get a soda, you know, and the Santa Killer is coming in. And I think that might have even been in episode three. Yeah, because like, I, I think the Fiora episode took, like, two episodes to wrap up. Right, they I didn't recall. get to New Orleans, I don't think, until, like, four, like four or five. Yeah, so, I mean, but, like I said, in our Next Time on Preacher, episode four, um, <laughs> some <laughs> yeah. awesome shit is happening. So Yeah, so we'll talk about the, the episode four preview near the end of the episode, in case anyone doesn't want to be spoiled and wants to go into the next episode totally fresh. But we'll save that till the end, and we'll give you a heads up when we're about to start talking about that. Definitely. But one thing I'm thinking is, like, now I'm kind of a little bummed that there's only 10 episodes of this season. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, before we were all jazzed about it. It was like, oh, thank God the timing will go quicker. And maybe that's what's making this scene more awesome. Right. Is that they've compressed the timeline. And, in, like, because season two had bunches of really cool shit in it mm-hmm. but the timeline was just too long and i think maybe if you had compressed season two into 10 episodes maybe this is what we would have seen right right like but there's no way to know but I there's mean, so much good stuff that seems to be coming in season three this is what i want 13 episodes of right this kind of shit well because we're no longer like in, uh, so far mm-hmm. i mean other than i guess jody and tc and grandma really who we've been hinted at in in season one or at least season two maybe not season one but we're not really, like, introducing people and getting new story. Like, we don't have to do our background learning. We just mm-hmm. go, like, here's our characters. Let's right. go with it. Right. So I think that that else that also helps with, with how this season is, is rolling out. Mm-hmm. So, and, and seriously, like, the casting for TC, mm-hmm. Jody, Grandma could not be better. Like, I am just, I'm, every episode so far, I'm amazed with all of them. Mm-hmm. Like, they are right off the comic book page. visually characteristically that i mean they're just they're all amazing and it's funny because i i i think i said before like oh you know we're not seeing jody for how bad jody is yet and uh, 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 coming from the comic book right and i might have to i might be wrong about that we might be really starting to see like because jody was this he the Jody we see on screen today is the Jody from the comic book. Like he, that's his. He's the strong man. He's the mm. whatever. TC's a little lighter so far. However, I really like what they're doing with him. And yeah, I think they're both a little bit more sympathetic as characters. Whereas in in the comics, they're just villains from start right. to finish. Granted, and, I haven't read it for like ten years, but that's my memory of them. Is there? There's not. There's no sympathetic side to them at all as humans. Well, there. There's not enough time in the comic book with them to right. get that whole backstory and and I'm not even sure I I'd, I'd have to go back and check the comic books but I'm not even sure like 
um, we get that far into their backstories. We're here in the show. We're really getting some backstory. Like, especially in this episode with Jody, um, there's some things we're going to talk about that mm-hmm. are coming up that kind of give a lot of really good information into where Jody's coming from. Mm-hmm. Um, which is not from the comic book, but mm-hmm. I, but it could have been. They just didn't mention it because right. we didn't get into the backstories of them right. that far. So, But I'm loving what they're doing with the characters. Mm-hmm. I'm loving the casting. The, this season so far has just been amazing. And to be honest, I really, Jody TC and Grandma being added has has that alone has made this season awesome. Yeah. So far. So I'm I'm digging it. I'm ready to go. Yeah. And the only other thing I want would say is just to talk about this episode in general is this just really seemed like Tulip's episode. Mm. Like she was seemed to be like a lot of it seemed to be from her perspective and it almost seemed like that was the main goal of this episode was so much of it was Tulip's adventure. I mean, mm. Jesse and Cassie were doing stuff, but that almost seemed on the sideline where most of the time it's like Jesse seems to be the main focus and, and Cassidy and Tulip were kind of side stories. Right. In this particular episode, it seemed like Tulip was the main story and Cass and Jesse were side stories. And part of that is because they opened with Tulip, but also because she did so much in this episode. It really seemed like she was... That had the majority of the focus on her. I, I see where you're coming with that. I disagree just a little bit. Um, and I'll we'll get to, into it a little bit when we're starting to go through scene by scene. Mm-hmm. But I um, I think that the Jesse Cassidy story in this episode um, is is really important. I think it is and, true. And, and there's some there are some similarities with the comic book and the relationship. That happened. That come into this episode. Mm-hmm. That it, it, there was certain scenes, and I could be wrong, but it just really made me think of certain parts of the comic book. Mm-hmm. And and it was like, okay, I see that how that they're wrapping their relationship together. I agree. Tulip, I'm loving seeing Tulip be Tulip again. Mm-hmm. She's done with her PTSD shit. Mm-hmm. She's done with taking shit. Mm-hmm. Right. It. She's she's Tulip from season one. The badass. That we that that we know and love and expect. She, this is the tulip we saw in episode one, season one, when we were introduced to her with making Absolutely. Ahsoka fight in the car. Absolutely, and so I'm I'm loving that that we're getting that tulip's coming back. She's becoming her own again, and you're right. She had a lot of her own story in this episode, but I, I don't know. Like I, I, I'll have to th- wait till the end to kind of think about that some more mm-hmm. because. For me, what really stood out was the Jesse Cassidy relationship in this episode, and we'll just have to get into that. But that seemed more like set up for next episode, right? Whereas no. Tulip really did some shit. <laughs> oh no, we, which Tulip, we'll talk about. But Tulip done right did from, some right shit. From the first scene, she was yeah, she done did some shit, and, and she's kind of our cliffhanger, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, well, there's a couple cliffhangers in this right. episode, but I think her at the Boyd's is a is a rather large cliffhanger. Mm-hmm. So no, no, yeah, and she by herself being her badass, Tulip Dunn did some shit. Mm-hmm. So I was happy to see that. But anything else in should general? We, should we get into what she done did? Yeah, we should get in what <laughs> she done did. It's a good did. place to start. Well, and it's great too because that's a perfect place to start cuz the whole opening bef- the whole see all the scenes before our opening credits are Tulip. Mm-hmm. And God Mm-hmm. Oh, and I'm liking that we're seeing God more. I was so excited to see him as an actual character and not just a dog suit 
or, you know, a flash of light coming from a bathroom or even a vision in Tulip coming back from being dead. Yeah, we actually had a conversation. Walking around, talking, yeah, and, and it's the same actor that played the fake god, which I love. Right. I love that they made that choice and, like, but you're God, yeah. you can make yourself look like whatever you want, true. right? Yeah, so true, yeah. <clears throat> or, or that actor was a perfect representation anyway. Yeah, I think it's that. I think it's, <clears throat> it's B on that one. But I just loved that it was the same dude. So, okay. So to, to start it up, we see we, the show opens with Tulip. She's driving really fast into New Orleans, right? I love her car, by the way. Mm-hmm. It's a badass car. Anyway. There was some good, like... <clears throat> She was, Gen- she was some, like, generally Dukes of Hazard type driving in the first yeah, few Yeah, she was Tulip again, right? Yeah. She's kicking some ass, and she's mm-hmm. driving in New Orleans. Um, I watched the episode, what, yesterday, mm-hmm. or la- the night it aired. Um, so, yeah, yesterday, and just for fun, right? And and then I, we watched it again today so I could take notes. Mm-hmm. Um, and, that, and, and it was like, when I'm watch- when, in the rewatch today when I was watching it, I forgot where she was going. And it's because I think I was so focused on that badass driving in a badass car that I was like, that's what I focused on in my original watch. So, but anyway, she's going to New Orleans. She's going to look for the Grail, right? Because she got some words for them motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. She's got the business card. She's got their address. Right. So she's been there before with Cassidy, but I think she was like, head was covered when they were taken there last time. Mm, Yeah. She's got the business card. So she goes there. They're gone. I like that she walks in and she just beats the dude like the janitor. Uh-huh. Who's dressed in white? Yeah, so yeah, yeah, I yeah. give it to her. Uh-huh. Right? But she beats the, beats the dude. They're gone. He's like, dude, I just cleaned up here. <laughs> um, they're gone. So anyway, so she, she takes off. She starts going home. And this is where God comes up behind her on a Harley with a chick. In man dog suit. Mm-hmm. Full man dog suit. Which is just He just awesome. wears that around. He just does. <laughs> just like Jesse walks around dressed like a preacher. God walks around and rides around dressed like a damn dog. That's right. So so they talk. Um, I did like how God was kind of like, well, Tulip was saying, like, I screwed up. Like, I cost him not getting his soul back. I did mm-hmm. this. You know, I'm an O'Hara. That's what we do. And God was like, well, no, that's part of the plan. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I was banking on you he screwing said, I was up. counting on it. I was counting it's on you screwing dick. up. Said, the way he said it, it was such a fucking dick. Right, but the thing is, you're God. Can't you, you can change that. Right. Like, you can get the, the O'Hara curse, right? You uh-huh. can get rid of that, right? But That's okay. the free will well, idea. That's the free will idea, I guess. But you got to admit... <clears throat> I think this shows that he was talking about the Grail when he was saying, get those sons of bitches. Because he was setting her up to do that and screw it up. And For what? For what outcome? So that to, to, to have Jesse trapped there. Like he was saying, like, uh, she was saying, I screwed it up. Now Jesse's trapped there, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, that was by design. I counted on it. And they're, you know, they're was, her shooting the Grail... In the previous episode, yeah, was by design, and but that was all about because the, and she was talking about it as if I screwed up what you told me to do. I messed up what you. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, so, I went to go get them sons of bitches, yeah, and I screwed and I it up. Fucked it up. He's like, it's okay. okay. I, and he's like, it's okay. I counted on you screwing it up. I set you up, basically. He was fucking with her. Okay, I'll give you that. <laughs> I'll give you that. I'm still not a hundred percent sold on well i mean there's no other because they didn't talk about grandma and tc jody or any of that shit you know well, no but th- 
we're not done with this story yet. That's that's all I'm saying. I'm I see where you're coming from. Before I was not seeing where you're coming from. Mm. Now I'm seeing where you're coming from. <clears throat> okay, so maybe them's is maybe the Grail is the sons of bitches, which I guess makes sense too because the Grail's kind of like pushing it on God's turf, right? Right, and so God's like them sons of bitches, mm-hmm. but but then he also and says he's looking for God, right? Which he's not but, happy about either. But but then God says, you know, I'm preparing a test, right? So well, that was bullshit. I think, think I think we were, but before we go to there, I think it's another uh, to to. To dip into a future uh, conversation with Jesse, just for this one point, Mm -hmm. Jesse says he's afraid of Genesis. And I think what he wanted to screw up was him getting his voice back from the Grail as well. Oh, yeah, yeah, Getting his soul back and getting that voice back. And that's from the comic book as well. Mm -hmm. God's afraid of Genesis in the comic book. So that's what he was wanting her to screw up. Right, but, but do you think God's planning a test for humanity? No, like, she, so, yeah, he, she gets out of the car, challenges him, like, what are you doing here on Earth, or here, <laughs> here in Angelville, for that matter, mm-hmm. and he, yeah, he says, I'm, on a Harley with that chick yeah, in that dog costume, what the yeah. fuck are you doing, yeah. right? You plan on planning a test <clears throat> for humans, future of humans, humanity, and pass-fail. Right. She says, what kind of test? Pass-fail. Right. And she says, I call bullshit. And I believe Tulip in this point, and I think... The fact that he stops in his tracks and gets pissed off when she calls him out, I think, is a little bit of confirmation. Like, because when he was saying that, you know, he's talking to his high and mighty God condescending voice. Yeah. That's all you need to know. I'm out of here. Get on my bike and get out. Yeah, I'm taking my toys and going home. Yeah, she says she calls bullshit. And I think, uh, I think, I believe her. I think she's right that that he's not really planning a test for humanity. She says, I think you're just here screwing around. Hmm. That makes sense. You're in this dog suit. You got the girl, and yeah, but it, I believe all it. of it kind of backfires because what ends up happening is when God leaves, Tulip is now on Jess's side of we need to find God. Yeah, for different reasons. Tulip wants to kick his ass. Right, right. But I mean, he base yeah in that exchange, Tulip is now on board. I did think it was right? interesting that all of a sudden Tulip has a motivation for finding God. Right, because before it was like. We're only looking for God because Jesse's looking for him. Right. For what? And I still not because just because he is gone, and so Jesse feels this obligation mm. to get answers. Yeah. But well, now, Jesse's also pissed at him for leaving in the first place, right? right? And those are the answers he wants. Is like right. why, you know? So yeah. But I, now I, Tulip for the first time has her own motivations, which yeah. I thought was interesting because that's kind yeah. of a development. <clears throat> and I love that she called him. An, he's like, I'm the God Almighty. Alpha and Omega, and she just says, you're just an almighty dickwad. (laughs) (laughs) And that really pisses him off. So, um, and now we get the opening (laughs) opening credits. Like, and I think we're like 20 minutes into this episode already. And it's like, oh, opening credits. That's right. We haven't seen those yet. Yeah. I did did love, like, one last note I had about this scene with God was that um, the voice that happens when he's talking. Mm-hmm. They do the same kind of thing when he's talking or when Miss Mannering's talking the, or when it, Little Tulip was talking. Right. It's like occasionally it dips low. Yeah. Into like, and maybe if in the future, if we talk to Satan, they'll do the same thing. Like, because well, they're talking and there's kind of a booming quality, but every once in a while it kind of dips. Right. Like to a lower register. Yeah, and we've all heard it. Usually at points of emphasis, at least in this scene. Right. And and when I heard that in this scene, 
I my brain immediately went to like conspiracy theory. Like maybe <laughs> that's not God. Maybe that's the actor. We don't. The actor died to get to heaven. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's still him, and he's or playing his part, or yeah. or where he went. Right? right. Maybe that's still him playing his part. And as we've seen, like Little Tulip, the actress, and him, maybe their their projection of themselves from wherever they are mm-hmm. fades sometimes, and you get that voice. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe this isn't God. Maybe this is still a con. Could be. Now, I understand that's very conspiratorial, like mm-hmm. like I'm reaching. But I just want to, for the record that I said it. <laughs> so, so if it happens in episode 10, I can go, I called it, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. So, but I... It, just putting down some yeah, points. Just, right. just laying some groundwork for the future. Although I don't really think that that's true i think this i think we are dealing with god here so yeah i think so so and then boom we have the opening credit right. and i think this kind of they switched a little bit of what happens in the comics i could be wrong but isn't jesse in the comics the first person like he has a conversation with god he meets him relatively early on and has a conversation with him that goes kind of similarly where they're kind of at odds i wonder if they kind of just switched and had tulip out of this conversation you know i that i I I don't recall. I do the the first conversation I'm aware of from the comic books is when God brings Tulip back, um, which happens at Grandma's house. Um, but that's not to say that that's not true. That mm-hmm. I, I don't recall that. But it, it, listeners to this show know my memory shit. So. Well, I seem to remember, and for the listeners, I haven't read it in ten years because we're mostly talking about the show. You've read some of it recently, but I seem to remember Jesse, you know, no later than halfway into the story anyway, has some kind of similar conversation with God where he, where he calls him out. I, yeah, so. I, I think I, I remember kind of the conversation you're talking about. I just don't recall when that happens. Right. What happens first. But it, it, does, it doesn't matter. I mean, that's mm-hmm. com- we're so far off the comic book, really. Yeah. So um, then we get the scene. Uh, TC's fixing up Cass, right? Cass is huffing on the... The drugs, right? And he's like, uh, what, "What do you what do you call this, man? This is pretty good." I I think if I heard correctly, it's called Nomora, or TC calls it. Nomura. Yeah, I wasn't sure if it was just called Numo. Numo. <laughs> at first he said that, and then he said something else. So it was kind of it was a little fuzzy because he said it, and then Cass got has, Cass has a bit of an accent, so it was a little Say, bit yeah. Tricky but to hear. I I heard Nomora, <laughs> and I thought, what a great name for a drug, Nomora. <laughs> Right now, I could be wrong by the name, but that's that's what I heard. So I'm uh-huh. going with it. And Cass is like, "What? You know what's in there? I remember that." And he's like, "Well, it's got this." And Cass is like, "No." And it's like, got that. And Cass is like, "No." And he's like, "It's got some hemlock." And Cass is like, "Hemlock? That's <laughs> it? Like I haven't had that in a long time." Yeah, and isn't that like some ancient kind it, of herb? It, yeah, it's an herb that I think it's with the Salem witch trials. I think it was like okay. one of the hallucinogens used uh-huh. or whatever. And I'm sure our listeners are yelling at me saying that's not true, but <laughs> but. That's where my brain goes with it. But Cassidy's being kind of an idiot in this scene when TC's taking care of him. Cassidy's being kind of an idiot this whole episode. And, and it could be uh, some of the drugs that he was inhaling because he does say this. In this scene. Lowers your inhibitions. Right. But Cass, Cass hasn't been warned yet. Still, you don't right. go around talking about all the wounds you've had and don't have any scars to show for it. That's right. kind of a dead it's, giveaway. You're 300 years old. You know by now. He's high as a kite. Exactly. Right? That's the explanation, so, I think. He's on that. He's, yeah. he's been huffing and huffing. And, yeah, and and you'd mentioned from the image that when the, the cast is looking at when they come in, I think it's episode one, 
And you're like, oh, it's like a burning vampire. And like, oh, that's like something else. But you noticed it in the show. Cass didn't notice it. No, he did. Because he was like, holy shit. Well, because in this episode, Jess has to remind him. Like, you saw the pictures. Right. And they do kind of a, it's kind of a cheesy animation that they did. Yeah. Showing the body burning. He's remembering the picture. Right. Of the person hanging. And it's it seemed very much like here. Let's sh- let let me spoon feed you this right. piece of information. Yeah, they burn people. Right. So, oh. but yeah, I, I think in this whole episode, I'll give him a pass on the drugs and before he's warned. But then Cass warns him, or, or Jess warns him, mm-hmm. right? And Cass remembers the images and is like, okay, yeah, this is some serious shit. And but then he just continues, yeah, right. And that's it's like, mm, uh, so yeah. He's a vampire, so... Yeah, but TC's stitching him up or taking care of him anyway. Right, and he starts to suspect the vamp thing because mm-hmm. he's talking about all of his wounds and there's no scars. Yeah. And, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So that's the first time we see... and But TC ain't too bright. Right. Right? Like, I noticed... Uh, when when Jody says, like, hmm, he's not healing or he's healing really fast or whatever, mm-hmm. that's kind of like suspect. When TC goes, like, oh, you're a quick healer. I don't think TC is suspect no. at all. I think he's just always oh, a quick healer. Yeah, that's odd. Because TC's not as it goes. Yeah, he's not that bright. Um, Whereas Jody spends this entire episode digging into coming it. to the conclusion. Yeah, that he's a vampire. And I think he, I think he concluded that early on and was just going for confirmation. Right. Right. But yeah. Uh, and then we get a scene. But we see Cassidy drink blood, and we actually see the shot from inside the wound where the wound closes as he's sipping his mm, Capri his Sun like blood. blood pack. Yeah, This is great. The next scene I really loved. It's Cass and Jess and Tulip, and they're finally talking. This is one of those scenes that we never get where they're all communicating. Mm-hmm. Tulip tells um, of her meeting with God. Yeah, but this is just the two of them. Cass isn't there for that scene. See, I... Okay, on the first watch of this... Because they're in different rooms. Cass is in his bed healing, and Jesse and Tulip are in their room, which I now have realized that was his mom's old room, based on the shots. Oh, And they're yeah. like... and they're t- and, But she is telling him, you know, I, the whole I thing. I talked to God. I saw God, God by the way. <laughs> which, which, bravo to them, right? Kudos. Because that's one of my pet peeves with this show, is that our three main characters don't talk. Mm-hmm. In season one and season two... Tulip meets God, no one hears about it. Mm-hmm. Right here, boom, she goes and tells Jess. Right? Good. That's good. Jody interrupts them as things are getting frisky. By the way, first kiss this entire season. Mm-hmm. Even when she came back to life, Jesse and Tulip don't kiss or anything. Mm-hmm. Which goes to our, you know, long running discussions about how they don't show them actually romantically involved other than just in we're supposed to just kind of accept it. <laughs> yeah. Well, we see that in this scene. Right. Right. Because they're fooling around in the bed. They're right. playfully right. playing in the bed and stuff. So, but but again. But it's the first time in a while. Right. But again, Tulip hasn't been Tulip in a while. Mm-hmm. Right. So, so and I agree with you. Both of us, we talk shit about that. And it's true. It's But it's, it's good to see it when we do see it. Because it's like, okay, you're telling us they're very close. Let me see it. And mm-hmm. now we're seeing it. Mm-hmm. Right. So, but then Jody interrupts to take to take Jess to church. Quotation mark. I'm doing air quotes here um, because we all know now, having seen it, that means taking him on errands to get people to come to Angel Hill. Mm-hmm. Um, in that, TC comes up and mentions that Cass is a fast healer, and Jody is very interested in mm-hmm. that. 
right? <clears throat> but also, Jess realizes, Jess picks up on that, on Jody's interest. Be- and that's when he tells, like, Tulip, like, oh, okay, I'm going to go check on Cass before we go. Mm-hmm. Whatever. And I and it's to go warn Cass, like, stop this shit. Mm-hmm. Stop healing so well. Yeah, stop healing so well, you fucker. Um, and then we get Tulip talks with TC. Just a, just a little tiny scene, and it's... It's and Jesse's being a dick. This is back, going back to Jesse, the, the whole I own you tulip kind of thing. He's like, sit tight, don't do anything. And then he see, starts to I, leave. I disagree. I don't think this is a Jesse Dick moment. I think this that's he's in front of TC and Jody at this point. Right. And I think he's trying to warn her because he can't right now explain everything. Yeah. Sit tight. Like, mm-hmm. hmm. And then when she makes a mention of something and he comes back and goes, no, I, I said, said sit tight. <laughs> Right, which I get. It sounds like a misogynistic, right. just use a dick thing. But I honestly, I think it's him going like, I'll explain it later. Just fucking sit tight. Mm-hmm. But she ain't going to do that. Well, no, she's not going to do that because it's Tulip, <laughs> right? And he should fucking know that. Exactly. Right? But I read it that way. Season two Tulip might have said tight. <clears throat> yeah, but not, no, not now. Two. No, no. Yeah. But, uh, but that's how I read it was he was like. I'm try- trying to control a situation mm-hmm. where he can't be honest and, right. and everything right now. So right. I kind of give it to him. But Tulip then talks to TC. TC says, you want to see my dangle? <laughs> Which I, just fucking I think up. that's where the scene ends, right? It's yeah, just, you don't know, because like, it's, a, it's a tiny little, like, hey, you want to see my dangle? Click, <laughs> right? And which, is, which to me is very TC, mm-hmm. right? But he was also like... He's polite about it. Polite, right? It's totally inappropriate. It's totally fucked up. But he was polite. He asked. Yeah, he's not going to force it on you. Right? He didn't whip out his dick and be like, what do you think of He asked. So, okay. That's, and, and that's good for TC. So, <laughs> it is for the TC we know. <clears throat> so Jess goes up before he's leaving with Jody, right, to go to church. Uh, Jess goes up to check on Cass. And really, it's to warn Cass, right? Mm-hmm. Which is good. So he, he warns Cass to hide being a vampire. Um I do like – this is the start of what I'd like to talk about their relationship in this episode mm-hmm. is is Jesse t- says to Cass, you know, you're my best friend, right? And Cass is like, well, you've never said that before. And Jesse like almost like won't buy that. Mm-hmm. He's like, no, I say it all the time. Like, right. of course I've told you this. <laughs> not once. And, and, and Cass is not – yeah, not once. And the thing is I Cass is absolutely correct. Mm-hmm. But I think Jesse thought he had, right? Like, he's so involved in himself that I can see him thinking about Cass and going, like, oh, he's my best friend and this and that. And therefore thinking he's said this aloud. Yeah, takes it for granted. And he takes him for granted. But it's the first, like, I mean, this season opened with, I fucking hate you, go away. Right. Right? And now we're getting the, you know, you're my best friend, right? Mm -hmm. And... So I think this is kind of a start of a patching up between them. It is, but it's also kind of a setup for what happens in the end of the right. But that and that's where that's where I want to talk more about create tension later. I think just as much as it is a patching up. I agree and disagree with that. (laughs) And I'll both. I don't want to talk about now. When we get later on, I'll explain why I'm saying that. But I think this is the start. Of where we start to see this, their relation, what what re, what interests me about their relationship in this episode. Well, it's just a little bit similar to in season one after he lets Cassidy burn. And then they kind of have a heart-to-heart in, in, in a room as he's healing. 
it's kind of a similar kind of conversation, just a little bit different context. I don't know if you yeah. remember how much you remember that scene. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I no, I remember that, but it, I, I think it's a little different. Yeah. But we'll get, we'll get, I'll get into that later. I did think it was interesting <clears throat> though when he's trying to warn him. He's like, you know, this is different. With there's this is monster thing, and Cassie's like, oh, I'm a monster then. And he's like, yeah. And I think it is like Cassidy or Jesse does kind of see him in that way a right, little but bit. I think this also goes to their relationship because. He's Jesse's basically saying, and and Jesse outright says it. I know you're still mad at me, mm-hmm. right? I know I'm mad at you too. Like I know we have our shit right now, but right now you're my best friend, and I just need you to listen to me. Mm-hmm. I need you to be safe, right? We can fight later, mm-hmm. right? To me, that's a big tell in their friendship. Is is at least from Jess's point. Cass has been loyal from day one, from the jump, right? And Jess has been a dick from the jump, pretty much, right? <clears throat> but I think we're finally starting to see now where Jess is like, I, we are good friends. Like, I know I don't show it. I know I mm-hmm. seem like a dick, but we are good friends. And like, we're just fighting now. Mm-hmm. And, and we fight, we fought before, but right now for survival sake, we need to right. stop that. Right. And then, and then when he goes on and he's like, well, yeah, but monsters are another thing. And he's, like, Oh, I'm a monster. Right. And Jess's response to that is like, Look, I don't th- like think so. I- I'm not saying that. I'm saying this is how they're going to view you. And right now, I just need you to be safe. So shut the fuck up. We can argue about monster and whatever the fuck you want later. But right now, just don't be a vampire. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So I think that's that's good. And th- and then we get that scene where we talked about previously about he sees the little animation of the vampire burning, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, <clears throat> I do love the cast says. I'm, I'm a fucking vampire in a voodoo Disneyland. I should be the mascot. <laughs> yeah. Right? And he's right. Like, yeah. he really should be. We don't have the history for why they don't like vampires. Unfortunately, he kind of does become that later on in the episode, <laughs> in a sense. Not yeah. a mascot, but a prime attraction. But an attraction. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> absolutely. Ooh, this this is, the next scene is freaky to me. But there's still in the season, though, or there's a scene, he stabs him. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It just kind of reopens the wound kind of as a way to... Well, well, it will, and, and I love what Jess says, if you're going to stick around, it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And that's the title of our episode, right? right? So, yeah, but he tells him, if you're going to stick around, it's going to hurt because I'm going to keep doing this because mm-hmm. you can't look like a vampire, you son of a bitch. So, so he stabbed <clears> him <throat> in the same place he was shot to reopen that wound. Yeah, and then TC... Because he had totally healed up. Yeah, and then and Jody comes in and goes like... And Kat, or Jess goes, oh, it looks like he's not healing as fast as we thought, mm-hmm. right? Kind of th- to throw him off track. This is all, like, very, like, blatant and obvious, like, what everyone's oh, yeah. doing, by the way. Yeah. But <clears throat> it is obvious. But, okay. The next scene is the scene that in both watches of this episode made my ass pucker. Is it the chicken sighting? Because the chicken sighting happens right after this. Oh, Jesse's geez. kicking the chicken out of his way. He, and he says, like, they are drawing so much attention to this chicken right now. He, no. He, he, he says... Get out of my way, you damn chicken, or something like that. He actually says... He doesn't say a fucking word about the chicken. He does. <clears throat> he says, get out of my way, chicken. And he's, like, kicking. He's as he's leaving the house to go to the church. Oh, Jesus 
And the chicken runs, gets in his way, and he, he talks to the chicken, like, kicks at it. I have to go back and rewatch it because I don't remember him saying anything. Saying anything. I to noticed the it chicken. in both watchings. I've seen it twice. I would like, <laughs> and I saw, and I noticed noted it in both. And and they are drawing attention to it because it comes up later in the in the episode, right? So which proves like, hey, my point. Hey, it's not an immortal chicken. It doesn't, and we'll get to that. We'll get to why. Uh, okay, we're going to talk. Unless you want to talk about it right now. No, 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 no. All right. we, we can wait till we get there. All I'm right. just saying. I would like the record to show that my notes do not mention this chicken scene. Mine says right here, chicken, I know exclamation point. I know yours says it, and that's why mine doesn't say it, is I thought, Tom's going to bring that fucking up. I don't, he's going to talk about the fucking chicken. I'm not even going to waste my ink, right? Because we're going to talk about the fucking chicken. And we'll talk about the goddamn chicken later. Because, okay. Mortal chicken, yeah, all right, go no. on. No, okay. All right. Okay, let's talk about the scene that make my ass pucker. Can we please move on? Dumbass tulip in grandma's room? <clears throat> yes. Yeah. Dumbass tulip in grandma's room. <sighs> everyone listening. Everyone listening. Clenched up at this moment. Oh, yeah. Right? She goes I don't sure. care if you've read the comic or not. We know grandma's someone you're not fucking with right at now. At this point in the show, for sure. For sure. If you've read the comic, you really know grandma's not someone you fuck with, right? Mm-hmm. And you just kind of walk up into her room. And start looking at shit. <laughs> right? She walks in the room. First of all, she finds a picture of baby Jesse. Yep. Right? Um, which I'm not sure, and it doesn't matter if Tulip realized that or not, what that picture was or not. Yeah, although I did notice I did. That, that his dad was in, scratched in out at this time. Yeah. Yeah. Which you couldn't tell the first time, or I couldn't because it was all bloody. I think it was shit. a different... Or might it, I think it was the yeah. same picture, but it was all bloody. You're right. Coming you're out right. of the mom, and he, but his face is all scratched up in this mm-hmm. one. But we see, but and it doesn't matter if she sees, knows that's baby Jesse or not. Right, right. We know that yeah. it's baby Jesse. So she sees that, and then she she goes over and she eats out of the fucking jar yeah. in a voodoo priestess room. You don't eat anything. No, even if it's candy, you, you don't know. put it in <laughs> your mouth. Jesus Christ. Yeah. And I think in the second <coughs> watching, I had decided that they are gummy fish. I see. I thought they were like peppers. I, like, I, yeah. I, the first time I couldn't tell, but in the second one, it to me it looked like gummy fish. But I don't care if it's M and M's, a, a fresh unopened bag of Skittles. You I don't, don't eat care nothing. that filet mignon. <laughs> I don't care. You don't eat shit in Grandma's room. <laughs> Even in Grandma's house. I mean, you've had consomme, <laughs> and, and you found out what it was. Yes, I love so that. When, go to the drive-through. When uh, earlier, when when TC's fixing up Cassidy, we didn't talk about that. But he yeah. goes like, oh, he goes, Cassidy says, "Well, I'm a little bit peckish," and he's like, "Would you like some consomme?" And Cass goes, "I really shouldn't because I know it's in it now, but I'll take some because yeah. it sounds great." <laughs> oh, it's consomme. But anyway, so she eats some shit. And then she finds, well, she there's a handkerchief, like, poking out of one of the drawers. And before that, she picks up a phone. Oh, oh, how could I forget that? I don't know why you would do that anyway, by the way. If you see a phone, you don't just pick it up. Or maybe she was seeing if it was a live line. Well, one, it's but, an old cell phone. Two, it's a really old cell phone. A, not a cell phone. It no, was no, like no. a rotary phone. We're talking, well, not even a rotary phone. This is pre-rotary phone. It didn't even have a dial on it. Right. But it, it, was, no that, di- it was that shape. Yes, it was a rotary phone style phone with mm-hmm. no rotary which is the old style before rotary phones where you pick up the phone and you get the operator and mm-hmm. you ask for something mm-hmm. right so so yeah which immediately when i saw that scene i noticed that right out of the gate and i was like 
Well, because we don't have operators anymore, that phone either A, doesn't work, or B, is a direct line to something. Mm -hmm. On the first watch, I thought that. And right away, there's a voice saying, what do you want? It's kind of condescending. Yeah. But, and she gets creeped out. And my initial thought was, either that's the devil or some kind of lesser demon on the other end of that line. Which makes sense. Yeah. Right. Um, fan theories came up about that. Yeah. We'll talk about it later. Right. So no spoilers. Yes. Um, but yes, yeah, she picks up the phone, the old style phone, and somebody picked it up and said, what do you want? Right. And then she sees the handkerchief poking out of a, out a, of a drawer. drawer. Yeah. <clears throat> and that's what she's really there to find, really, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <clears throat> and so, I, I was happy to see that she, she picks the lock, and I was happy this was a, as lock-picking fans like you and I are, and, and lock-picking enthusiasts, this was a, this was a good depiction a, of lock-picking. Because sometimes decent, you'll just yeah. see, like, a hairpin come out of the hair, one thing, and then they jiggle it around, and then the lock comes up. But she actually got two pieces. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she got the paper clip yep. and another, like, a pin, and worked it, and opened that lock. This was a good TV rendition of lockpicking. Actual lockpicking. Yeah. Yeah. And it was an old drawer, so I give it to her. She didn't need specialty tools, but mm-hmm. there you go. So she gets it open. It, you know she thinks, like, oh, that's the just, that's Jesse's right. thing. And she opens it, and there's a whole bunch of them in there. Yeah. And then she keeps opening the drawers, and there's hundreds of them in there. Mm-hmm. Right. And so there's no way to know which one Jesse's is. Mm-hmm. So plan foiled. Right. Get the thing, end the thing. Closes it up. Closes it up. So... <clears throat> I have, okay, in my notes, these scenes kind of cut together awkwardly. Well, I don't mean that. I mean, the show flowed fine. But, like, my notes in these scenes, I noted them awkwardly. So, bear well, with me. Well, this scene's still not over, though. Oh, because we see drawer. Grandma in the bed. Yeah, she she <clears> sees <throat> the drip, drip of, like, her cosmic bag dip, dripping into the... Uh, or catheter. Or, yeah. Dripping into whatchamacallit. A piss pot. Yeah, bedpan. Bedpan, yeah. And she goes over and reaches for it for some fucking reason. Why would you reach for it? And then the grandma's hand comes down. And then I'm thinking, Tulip's supposed to be like this great thief. Did you not know grandma was in there? Yeah. (laughs) Just because she's not in her chair. And it made me think back to how much noise she was making. Picking that lock and opening and closing those drawers. Right. Like... Grandma's well aware that you were in this room. Right. Right? Voodoo priestess, bitch. <laughs> like, are you not? Ah, Jesus Christ. Mm. You ate a gummy fish, damn it. You ate a gummy fish. You ate something in Grandma's... God damn it. So that whole scene just made my ass twitch. And uh, <laughs> the especially at the end when the hand comes... Like, why? you're right. Why is she reaching for anything yeah. near that bed? Mm-hmm. And the thing is... Like, she sees the chairs in there, grandma's not in there, and she's like, oh, so no one's in there, and she goes in. Where the fuck you think she is if she ain't in her chair? Yeah. That's or all in I'm her saying. bed, which is right there. Which yeah. is right fucking there. And I think even TC had told her she was still in bed. TC did tell her she was still in bed. <laughs> You're absolutely right. So the fuck are you doing? Uh, yeah. Anyway, that scene exists solely to make me freak yeah, out. That's exactly the purpose <clears throat> of that. Yeah. Yeah. It's, 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 that's the, that's why that scene happened. Mm-hmm. Okay, my notes here are going to be a little bit... You, correct me if I get out of order. Tulip takes TC up on his offer of seeing his dingle. <laughs> but to, then it cuts. To get info. And just like the offer to <clears throat> see the dingle is literally a 30-second thing, this is a 30-second mm-hmm. thing. Right? She's like, hey, maybe I think I will see your dingle. And then we cut. <laughs> and then we jump to... Um, 
The glue. The glue huffers. Yeah. <clears throat> Jesse at the church trying to recruit some some lost souls to go to get some help from Madame Langel. Right. And I did, you know, he goes up and I get it, like he seems like a preacher and the guy's like you know, if you're talking to me about Jesus, like, I don't, I'm not with it. And he's like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, like, a, a worldly way to do this. And he's like, the Langelles? No, I go to the Boyds if I want something like that. Happen, mm-hmm. Right. Langelles are out of business. And, and he says, oh, no, they're backing up. And he, and the guy gets excited. Oh, the tombs? Yeah. And he's like, no, 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 no. No, no, the tombs are not open. Calm down. <laughs> <clears throat> Which he goes to show that. excited about the tombs. Yeah. yeah, and it goes to show that Jesse is, like, not a fan of the tombs. Mm-hmm. Right. But it's seemingly their main attraction. <coughs> but it's still an underground thing, at least because we know from, you know, when the cop tried to right. get him to show him the tombs. Right. Yes, officer. Um, so we see that, and he strikes out. Yeah. But I thought it was funny, like, when he goes into this glue-huffing anonymous meeting, he's got, like, the pamphlet. It's called Glue and You. It reminded me when I was when I was a kid, and I would... Call every, like, 1-800 number on TV to get, like, the free oh pamphlets and videos. you used to mail them to me. And I had, and I got this, like, hearing loss hearing in you. Hearing loss in you. Video. It wasn't just a video. Oh, no, it was a VHS was, cassette. Yeah, it was like. They literally kid, mailed you a VHS cassette. Hearing loss in you. It was like this kid talking to his grandpa who's losing, hearing, losing his hearing. I, honest to God, I think I might still have that cassette. <laughs> and that's from 20 plus years ago. I might still have that VHS. Hearing loss in you. Oh, yeah, I remember you did that. Yeah, I was, like, obsessed. Anytime there was a commercial that said, call this number for a free pamphlet or video. You picked like, up the oh, phone. Ring, ring. <laughs> ring, ring, bitch. I want one of those. <laughs> you, you suffer from hearing loss? I'm 18 years old out here just fine. Send me a VHS, bitch. Mm. Oh, my God. Yes, but, yeah, glue and you. Um, then we see, okay, so Jody and Jess are talking in the car. Mm-hmm. Jess is struck out, right? Uh, and Jess is trying uh, – here's the humanity in Jody, that the back, yeah. part of a backstory of Jody we don't get from the comic book that I recall. And and could be something interesting coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, he's, he's basically trying to appeal to Jody's sense of morality? Something. Something. Um, and this gets very, like, to me, Harry Potter-ish. <laughs> It's a Snape. I'm listening. Okay. <laughs> Is he goes, help help get me out. He asks Jody, like, help get me out. Right? Like, you know how bad she is. Like, I don't know why you're still with her. She, you know how bad she is. And what she's, he even says, what she's done to you. Right. What she's done to you. And and then. What she did to Christina, my mom. Well, he, well, at first he goes, and what she did to my mom. Mm-hmm. And then Jody is like, no, no, no. Like, we're not talking about that. And then he goes, well, if you don't do it for me, do it for Christine, mm-hmm. his mother. Right. But he calls her Christine. Mm-hmm. Right. So that's what Jody called her, yeah. Right. So I think – so there's a backstory to his mother and Jody. Oh, he says, do it do it for you know what she did to my mom. Mm-hmm. And Jody's response is, she shouldn't have run. Mm-hmm. Right. Because Jody's the one who went and got her. Jody's right. the one who put her in the machine. Right. Right. So he's trying to appeal to that. And then he goes, yeah, if you don't do it for me, do it for Christine. And that's it. to me, that's another appeal to Jody of, like, not my mom. Don't see her as my mom. See her as your Christine. Mm-hmm. Right? So that's interesting. And Jody elbows him in the face. <clears throat> yes. Immediately. But I did think it was interesting because, like, 
it, it, ma- it makes you wonder, like, what happened to Jody? Why are Jody and TC under her? Right, know, because watch, they don't. Like, do, does she have, like, do they have a blood compact right, with they, her as and well? And that's the thing is, is in the comic book, the blood compact isn't in the comic book. Right. Um, they're just like hired hands. Mm-hmm. And this, they still seem just like hired hands. But they're but they're more than that, mm-hmm. and then this scene shows it is just saying, "Why are you still with her?" Mm-hmm. Well, which makes me think they're not under a blood compact, or at least Jesse's not aware if they are, right? And I think he would be aware if they were, right? Mm-hmm. Because he's basically like, "Why are you still here? Why are you so loyal to this right. woman? Right? This crazy woman who you know is crazy, mm-hmm. right?" Um, and Jody's reaction is to defend her mm-hmm. right so i think that, i think it's just because he's fucking scared i think they're both scared of her i don't could, know why be. entirely but it does seem that they are TC both definitely tc definitely appears scared mm-hmm. because tc's response when in the upcoming scene we're going to talk about tc's response is if you're gonna if you're thinking about messing with the madam don't mm-hmm. don't do it and and he has a little fright um <clears throat> So then we cut over. To, well, I guess I, but there was uh, a bit of foreshadowing too, where Jesse says, after you know he gets elbowed in the face, he says to Jody, "One of these days, Jody." And Jody's uh, Jody's answer is awesome. Not today. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but and he says it like, "Yeah, maybe one of these yeah. days, but not today, bitch." Yeah. Uh, and I gotta say, like in the comic book, you hate TC and Jody, and you mm-hmm. should. In the show, I'm liking both of them. Yeah. I think Jody's awesome. I think TC's awesome. Like I, I love TC and, and Cass, I, and and I know Jody's, uh, he's our villain, but when he says, "Well, not today," it makes me like him. He, every line he <laughs> says is just great. And and before I forget, I do want to mention that they, you know, he's a member of this group, this comedy group called Nether Region, and they gave us a shout out, and because I was watching a uh, a video recap that they were doing talking about the previous episode um and they gave us a shout out so that's awesome yeah thanks to for that and also you know check out the nether region on youtube they got some funny videos jody's part of it yeah go watch it guys yeah nether region that's awesome and he's not nearly (laughs) as scary (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's actually it's actually like not a very friendly gentle man (laughs) (laughs) well in that interview too where he does give us a shout out Uh i love the story he tells like of uh because he's talking about Episode two, and there's that scene where where Tulip's about to shoot the can off, and he shoots a grenade launcher and blows it all up. Right, right. And he's like, "It was a real grenade launcher. Mm-hmm. Like they, they, I literally fired a grenade launcher mm-hmm. at that." And I'm like, "That is just awesome. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that is just awesome." And he's like, "Well, the guy was like, well, it's a half load or whatever. <laughs> like that's gonna make a fucking. Oh, I love it. That's awesome. So yeah, good shout out to them. Another yeah, reasons yeah. check them out. Um, they shouted out us first fair. <laughs> and we're just loving him. Like, yeah. I'm loving Jody. I'm mm-hmm. loving TC. I'm loving Grandma. Like I said at the, at the top, the casting it could not be better for this season. Mm-hmm. So, good work to all of them. Um, where am I? Now I've lost my Well, the name. next thing I have on my notes is <clears throat> dingle time. <laughs> I like how, like, my notes are kind of specific and yours just say dingle time. <laughs> like... 
And that goes to my memory because if I wrote Dingle Time, I'd be like, "The fuck was I talking about?" Because in the note, in the moment of the in the moment of the note, I'd be like, "Dingle Time, bitch, I know what that is." And then I go back to read it for our show, and I'd be like, "What the fuck is Dingle Time? <laughs> How could you not know what Dingle Time means?" So I have in my note says TC tells a story about the ripped handkerchiefs, right? Which is detailed enough for me to remember <laughs> that story. Yeah, but the sp- <laughs> but the scene opens with uh, him with his shirt off and his pants down, showing some dangle. And Tulip's like, "Yeah, it's fine, dangle. That's yeah, fine." Yeah. She's she, she's, she's trying to him. yeah she's working. She's trying to get information right. Um, so. Yes, tingle time. Um, <clears throat> he goes into that story when I love that they do this like in black and white and whatever. Yeah, and it, it's and kind it's, of noirish, but also like old fashioned style with the music and like the way they shot it. It's very yeah. old fashioned story, kind of. And and the story kind of seems like an old one to me. It seems like um, uh, there's uh, the Black Rider is a play based on a German thing uh, play called mm-hmm. the Huntsman or the yeah, the Huntsman. Mm-hmm. And it's about a magical... It's about a guy who makes a deal with the devil that whenever he fires his gun, whatever he's aiming for, he hits. Mm-hmm. And the devil says, you can have that for all of your life, but I get one bullet. Mm-hmm. And uh, at the end of the story, the man is deeply in love with this woman. He's about to get married or whatever. He goes out hunting. He takes a shot at a deer, and it shoots the wife. And that's the devil's one bullet. And that is very kind of apropos, I think, mm-hmm. for for... <clears throat> for this um, is the guy it's a guy madly in love with his woman comes in and he's offering everything all of his money everything because she has a blood debt compact she has a compact right with the Langelles and he's he's offering everything and it seems that he gets what he wants right he, she gives him the, the handkerchief mm-hmm. and He's like, okay, we're done, and rips the handkerchief. He gets a little cocky. At the end. He does. He's kind of like, bitch, we're done. I'm like, yeah, you're not even out of the house yet. Buddy. Yeah, yeah, just come, calm down. <laughs> and he rips the handkerchief in half, and in doing so, rips his wife, girlfriend, yeah. love in half. And even the effect of that seemed a little old fashioned. The way they did that part. Like the way she Oh, was. like effects wise? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm with you. Because you don't see her rip it half or anything. Right. The, the camera just turns and she's laying there yeah. going like, oh, my intestines. <laughs> right? But that goes to show what TC's trying to warn Tulip about. It's like it's not just about getting the handkerchief back. Mm-hmm. Right? It's deeper than that. Mm-hmm. And is this where she puts the, the baby alligator on his dick? She's about to. Yeah. Right? Because she... Because she, she's like, there's got to be a way to break it. And he figures out... That, you know, she's up to... Yeah, this is what she's trying to figure out. Right. And then, you know, this is this right after the story, basically, is where she puts the, the lizard on his on his dingle and squeezes it. And she's saying, how do we break the spell? And he's like, do you have any magic? <laughs> yeah, he's like, can you do some shit? Because... <laughs> and then he goes, you can squeeze all you want, but I there is no answer. Uh-huh. Right? And I believe him. Mm-hmm. And, but... Tulip's response is, no, there's always a way, mm-hmm. right? So we end that scene. It was a baby alligator, not a lizard, by the way. Okay, I can, fair enough. I know my alligators. Then, <laughs> but anyway, it was chomping down on But what his, is a baby alligator but a lizard? <laughs> very toothy lizard. But yes, and you wouldn't want it on your... for TC. I tell you what, you, you, put, you put a lizard on your cock, you put a baby alligator on your cock, <laughs> and you come back and tell me what the difference is. 
I'll just take your word for it. <laughs> so, not that I've ever done that. <laughs> <laughs> so, okay, so that there's that, right? So now we know Tulip is going to is trying to handle things her way, mm-hmm. right? Good for her. It's the old Tulip. She's back. Uh, and then Cass goes and sees Grandma. We talked about this on the show, right? You asked this question on the show of... Is he going to get the blood spell or the love spell? The love spell. You asked me. I did ask that, like, as... Because as, I think it was... It, in, when we were making predictions, I asked, do, do we think he's going to do it? And I said no. Yeah. And you agreed. Yeah. Yeah. And now he did. Because he, he, he gets it anyway. He gets it. Right. He hasn't remains used to it. be seen whether or not he uses it. And I still stick with he's not going to. Well, I, I kind of feel that way, but, but it, I wonder if it's kind of like that, the classic loaded gun trope when the show, if you see a gun at some point in the show or the movie or the play, it's going to go off. So mm-hmm. maybe he does use it at some point. But not we'll on see. Tulip. Could be. I don't know. I don't know how. I don't think he uses it on Tulu. I mm-hmm. still stick to that. However, I could see him doing it maybe like just to get her away. Mm-hmm. And then mm-hmm. once they're away and safe, being like, okay, we need financial for this. It's not real. Because I don't think he's going. That's not Jet Cass's route. I agree. Right? I agree. I think, there, I think it's kind of a false tension that they're building that he won't do because it just doesn't seem like something he would do. No, but it's a tool he has. Yeah. He, he can use somewhere else maybe. Um, but, I did, but it made me wonder, like, he got the spell. What was the cost of that? Did uh, he have to make a compact? See, did I, he, does he owe money? or what? what can you make a blood compact as a vampire? Why not? Uh, here's my thing is, I honestly don't, I think it was freely given because I it think. It could be because she wants to fuck with Jesse. <laughs> Well, yeah, she wants to fuck with Jesse, and she she'd did. be happy to and see she, Tulip go. And she did offer, like, hey, thanks for giving, bringing Jesse back. If you want anything, just ask. Right. So I, there are many reasons I think that was freely given. It could be, yeah. Right. Um, yeah, I'm not going to look into that e- mm-hmm. deeper. No, I think it was freely given. I think you're right. Um, there is a great, there's a great line in here. Cassidy says... So you're like a voodoo priestess or whatever. And she says, no, I'm a healer. She, he says, you're a witch. <laughs> you're a well, you're a witch. Or and he, she says, no, I'm a healer. And he says, well, if you're a healer, why are you shitting in a bag? <laughs> <laughs> That's why we love Cassidy. Yeah. And she did give a good answer, though. Well, I'm working on it. <laughs> she is. She's trying to get Jesse to bring in some more souls. Mm. Then we get a real quick scene just to prime us that Tulip is going to see the Boyds. Mm-hmm. And and we can kind of figure out why, right? We mm-hmm. know what she's up to. Yeah. Um, so and then we see uh, uh, Jesse and Jody come home. Jody's figuring out now that Cassidy's a vampire because yeah, he's up and walking around. Yeah, like it, yeah, because when they left, Jesse had just stabbed him again. It's <laughs> always so not healing so fast. And then they come home, and Jody's like, "Well, he's looking kind of good to me now, mm-hmm. right?" So. Jess goes and talks to Grandma and basically says, you know, we struck out today, right? And she says there's always the tombs. Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, 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 no. Um, and she bitch slaps him. She does. And she says, you do what you're told or you're going in the coffin. Uh-huh. Right? Which we all know what the fuck that means uh-huh. right now. And I love the fact that we're actually, now we're getting these callbacks 
on the fir- the first time you see little Jesse go in the coffin, if you've read the comic book, you're like, ooh, we're getting into the shit. Yeah, the box underwater. Crate, yeah. Essentially a crate. A crate underwater, right? The sound of the chains that they play, mm-hmm. right? And now, as just as a non-comic book viewer, as just a viewer, they're giving throwbacks to that shit now. Mm-hmm. Now we're starting to go like, ooh, mm-hmm. it is kind of getting bad. So you go in the coffin. Um now we're and gonna- she offers him something, and he eats it, too. I don't know if it was gummy fish or something, but she, right after fucking backhanding him, offers she gets it. out this little tin and, like, holds it out, and he eats it. And this brings me back to, like, something that's been bugging me. Okay. Like, this has happened... I think it happens almost in every interaction that he has with her. Mm-hmm. She is either a bitch to him or straight-up threatens him, or in this case, physically assaults him. And then he'll act like you're my sweet old grandma. Like in one scene, he kisses her on the cheek. In another scene, he puts like a shawl over her. Right. And this one, she offers him something to eat and he eats it. So I don't know if this is just like the... Because he's ingrained. He's, it. He's, he's, she's family and he's been abused as a kid. And so he's kind of just... But I, you know, it's the victim kind of thing. But he's, play, he's playing her game a little bit. Because we've seen him ask her, like, why don't you just let me go? Well, he is, but at the same time, it's like, you know, he's playing the game, but he's also saying, he's he's also not playing the game, because he's saying, I could just push you over, or you could just let me go, and then he'll go and fucking kiss her on the cheek, or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, and she just backhanded him. That's true. It goes back to what we're saying about Tulip. Don't eat nothing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay. Ladies and gentlemen, but, we're... And then she, like, throws another thing. Like, your friend came by. The whole Cassidy. She's like... Yeah, she. but that's her poking. She's still, yeah, that's, she's still that's, fucking with him. Yeah, and that's her poking. And which is why I think that it was given freely. Mm-hmm. Is because she's just, she's poking. Right? But then we get to the scene where you and I are going to have an argument. Mm-hmm. Let's do it. It's the chicken. Cassidy goes out in the middle of the night... And he eats the chicken. And it's kind of Jesse's fault. Because Jesse took his blood bags. Because he didn't want him to heal and get caught. It's not Jesse's fault. Jesse's protecting him. No, he is. But it's because he took his blood bags, he has to resort to a chicken. And and as I say that, let's put that over here. Okay. I'm also wondering, like, I don't understand why the consomme isn't... A healing thing because the it's mostly is blood made from blood. So yeah, I don't understand blood. why that wasn't. I think it does heal a bit. Yeah. I think that's why Cassidy likes it so much. Right, is it's mostly. I agree, blood. but I don't understand why then he had to resort to a chicken. killing the chicken, the non-immortal chicken, the immortal chicken. Non-immortal. This dip, this disproves nothing, and here's why. Please inform me. We've debated on whether or not this is an immortal chicken because this is. I think we can agree that this is at least alluded to jokingly. Right. That this is the same chicken that Jesse had Grandma bring back to life. Right. Okay? So right. we're in agreement there. Yes. Especially because they keep showing it. It's just a, it's a joke. It's a... It is, but it's still fucking alive 30 years later. And I say, it is, even though he killed the chicken, it is immortal in the same way that Cassidy is immortal. A vampire can be killed, but Cassidy can be killed the same way he killed his father. Right. But he's immortal in the sense where he does not age. He's 300 years old, doesn't look a day over, what, 30? His his son was older than him because he was mortal. Agreed. So he, the chicken being brought back to life 
So when Jesse was a child, this cannot, since we agree that this is the same chicken, you cannot agree that it's the same chicken without agreeing that chickens don't live that fucking long. <laughs> I, I, I agree. So you, no, I can, can agree. The chicken can be killed. No. So it is immortal in the same way that so, Cassidy So your immortal. argument is it's it's not an immortal chicken, it's a vampire chicken. No, I didn't say it's that. It's not I a vampire chicken. Because they, they say that vampires are immortal, right? Because they don't I, age. I hear you. I they hear don't, you. And they don't die a natural death, but they can be killed. That is the I, same kind I of I hear you. This is... I'm not... Yes, I agree that it's the same chicken. I agree because I think I think it's funny to if that it is the same chicken. Mm-hmm. I think... I think the showrunners think it's mm-hmm. funny that it's the same chicken. I think it's a gag. I think it's like a haha. Here's the chicken again. I agree, right? And and because of because of that, I will I will say this. You are correct. If it logically, if that is the same chicken, then that chicken is a thirty or forty year old chicken, which chickens do not live to be that long or that old. And the chicken does not look. Worse for wear. No. Does not look like an older like chicken. a day over two years I old. agree. <clears throat> I think it's the same chicken. The same, not a mortal chicken or vampire chicken, but stunt chicken mm-hmm. on set. And I think they think it's funny to put the chicken in all the scenes. The same way they did with the mascot. They put the mascot True. in all the time. And it was, there was no reason for the mascot to be there. There was no reason for him to. Mm-hmm. It was just, I, ha ha, he's the mascot again. Like, how much? How many times can we put it in? And I think this is their way of saying we're on, we're only on episode three, right? So we've only had two episodes with the chicken. And I think it's their way of saying like, okay, we've gotten the joke. Mm-hmm. We're killing off the chicken. Like, like we're done with the chicken joke. Yeah. Right. And so I think I hear what you're saying. Like vampires are air quotes immortal right but they're not Mm because they can die and you're saying this chicken is air quotes immortal Mm -hmm. right but he's not because Mm -hmm. he can be killed Mm -hmm. but the thing is if he can be killed by a vampire sucking his blood then he could be killed by being run over by a car he could yes he could be he could be killed by being shot or eaten by a fox or any other normal way a chicken dies except Mm -hmm. for old age natural death natural death and not aging at all right there is no old age but the thing is chickens don't die natural deaths. Sure they do. No, they don't. Sure they can. Chicken, chickens die because humans eat them, right? Or they stop laying eggs and humans need more space, so we kill them. Are you or, t- okay. Uh, there's a million reasons chickens I die. I agree. And not, not one not of them chicken. is old age. Not this chicken. That's not true. If so you you're never, telling me if you never kill a chicken and never gets run over, are you telling me it's going to live forever? Absolutely not. Well, there you go. No, but but my thing is this. You, so so your argument is Grandma Jody and TC have well looked after this chicken for thirty years and never ate it, never accidentally left the coop open, never a fox never got to it, uh, you know, a, a raccoon or whatever. You're telling me. Obviously, it's still here. You agree no. it's the same chicken. I Yes, but it's a joke. It's a joke chicken. I agree with you. It's a rubber chicken. I agree that it's a joke chicken, but I think both can be true. Part of the joke is that this is the same chicken, and the only reason this chicken's around is because it's an immortal chicken. So because, you, think, because so you was, think... Because it was brought back to life, and any other chicken would you, not... Let me finish. You had a chance to talk. Any other chicken would not still be running around. And I think 
Again, both can be true. And every, you know, they showed it in the first episode. Mm-hmm. And it's like, ha-ha. Then they showed it again in the second episode. It's a little more than just a ha-ha. Right. And then show it again in the third episode. And and, and even Jesse talks to the damn chickens. Like, right. Get out of my way, Which chicken. is a great way to end so, the joke. So, yeah, it's I agree. And <clears throat> by, my other thought is that this scene of Cassidy biting the chicken, to me... It's a great way for the chicken to die. I agree. But it also, to me, it really embodied... How much do you wanted this chicken to die? <laughs> like when I saw him biting into this chicken, all I could feel was Jason's you right. Just like kill that goddamn chicken. <laughs> I don't want to see that chicken anymore. I'm done with a fucking chicken. And God, if there's nothing more, I think the chicken's dead now. Of but course, there is the nothing chicken. that will make me happier is to see that chicken one more no. fucking time this no. season. No, I'm done with the chicken. Cassidy <laughs> killed the chicken. Cassidy. Ate the I chicken. hope on the season three finale that I'm, we see that. Chicken. I'm telling you right now. The only way TC kept that chicken alive for 30 years is he was fucking it. Maybe. That's it all I'm be. saying. Why do you think he was so upset? <laughs> like, <laughs> Cassidy, <laughs> Cassidy bit into the chicken. What's the next thing we see? We hear like a And we see TC jolt up. He's like, that was my honey. <laughs> he goes running out there. You let go of my wife. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. You see the terror in TC's eyes. Uh, okay. Are we done with the chicken? We can, until we see it again, yeah, we can move on. <laughs> okay, so we're done with the chicken. Let me get back to my notes here. The chicken TC sees, oh, is the TC sees them cast eating the chicken yeah. and and uh says don't tell anyone and tc man tc is really good with the butt of a rifle <laughs> he knocks him out again this is the <laughs> second time he's done that yeah he, he he's no slouch yeah so um <laughs> they go to string up cast right and then, but but then we get the next scene which is tulip at the boys and she's giving them them some story mm-hmm. right and I think it's fair to say that, like, out of the jump, they knew who she, when she walked in the door. Probably, yeah. I do like that they there is that that um, she's in the car and she's kind of like, should I bring the gun? Should I not bring the gun? Should I bring the gun? Should I not bring the gun? And I'm not sure if we see her land on like she brings it. Do we? We don't. We see her put it back in the glove box. Doesn't close it. And the next shot we see is her from outside the car leaving the car. So I think it's. I assume she didn't bring it. I because I assume she didn't bring it either. Um, figuring she would be patted down or something, mm-hmm. right? And she's going in with her story, mm-hmm. and she does, and she goes in with her story. And, um, I, and I notice that someone, this guy, walks out into the waiting room, and she says, "Either your debt has been paid, or your daughter's debt is paid." And she said, "You'll hardly miss it." Right. It's a soul. Yeah. Right. Which which is confirmed later when we see the. Him putting a soul vial in the mm-hmm. thing, and we see the machine, right? Yeah. But yeah, I mean, but even before it's confirmed, you're, the way she says it is like, "No, you're done. Debt's mm-hmm. been paid. You're not even gonna miss it." Mm-hmm. You know, like have a nice day. Exactly what the Japanese company was saying. Guy said. And she had a professional machine, like the Japanese. Yeah, had. it wasn't the thing that Grandma has. Yeah, yeah, Grandma has that old arcane thing. Mm-hmm. She has a state of the art soul machine. So, and she's also, as we see. Still looking young. 
Mm-hmm. And we know she's not young because she's been around for, they've been the thorn in her side forever. Mm-hmm. She's probably as old as grandma, mm-hmm. right? So, but she's looking nice and young. Mm-hmm. So her business is doing just fine, mm-hmm. right? So I suspected that she was actually mad employed. Yeah, I I did too. I think most people were like, Tulip's trying to con them, but they're conning her uh-huh. too at the same time. Like, yeah, I, I was not shocked by that. That was like, yep. Um and she goes in there and starts telling her story. And I think it was, to me anyway, it was obvious also that this fake Madame Boyd was not a real live person yeah. as well. Yeah. It was like a, you know. Well, no, that's obvious. The second, how, what bothered me with that scene is is that Tulip didn't right. get that, right? Because as soon as they, you yeah. see Madame, air quote, Madame Boyd, as soon as you see that, you're like, I thought it was a mannequin. Yeah, I would. I didn't even go as far as a real dead body. Yeah, I was I, just like, "That's a mannequin." I think that was, but I think that was just a failure on them lighting it properly or doing a good job of making it look real for us because it was pretty obvious. It was very obvious that that was not a real person. So they they basically tell Tulip like the 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 gigs up right like we know who you are. We know who you are. We know your boyfriend's Jesse Longel, mm-hmm. right? And you're basically not getting out of here mm-hmm. with that shit, right? And she attacks the dude. The security. security guy, right? She attacks him, beats his ass. With maracas. <laughs> yes. Um, and then pulls jumps the gun. Out, jumps out the goddamn window. And then gets thrown back in by Throw two bodyguards. Onto the guy and he gets knocked out. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then and then pulls the gun on her. On Madam Boyd, yeah. On Madam Boyd. Right? So, um, and that's where that kind of ends. Oh, uh, yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. And she's pointing a gun at Madame Boyd's head, um, which is one of the, like we said before, that's one of the cliffhangers mm-hmm. for this episode because we're coming to the end real fast. Um, then we see Jess opens up the tombs. Basically Fight Club. Yeah, Fight Club mm-hmm. with people who didn't pay their bills. Yeah, the uh, pedophile science teacher. Yeah, who, who's who got to have been in there for 20 years. Yeah. Right? And he looks like it. Yeah. <laughs> he looks all kinds of it's fucked up. Doesn't look as good as the chicken. That's for right. Sure. So, but he puts on his top hat, which I think is great because mm. it makes him look like, um, like a circus barker mm-hmm. or whatever. And so he, he puts that on. They're opening up the tombs. They introduce the first fight. It's the teacher and Cass. Yeah, there right? was something I didn't understand here though. Mm. In this introduction part, they showed TC like loading up some big needle, and I was wondering what the heck that was about. I didn't catch that. He was like almost like in the tombs. In the tombs, yeah, scene? they're like yeah, they're starting it up. He's like, Jess is getting the top hat on and getting everything ready, and you say sh- do a shot, shot of TC with his giant fucking needle, with like a orangish liquid in it, loading it up on like this big long injector, and it made me wonder what the heck that was. I don't know if it's like to like knock out the winner. What, or, but that doesn't happen later because they don't. Well, we don't it. see. We don't see. That doesn't get used in the rest of the episode. So yeah, I don't well, know what that was supposed well, to. Well, because the fight, the fight starts, mm-hmm. but it doesn't end. Right. That's another cliffhanger right, for right, this right. season, right? So, so maybe that does get used. We mm-hmm. just haven't seen it yet. That reminds me of the Burroughs, the unworthy vessel. But anyway, <laughs> um, giant ass syringe. <clears throat> um, so that so so the fight start. It seems like Fight Club, right? Between and Cassidy and the. Teacher. Cassie and the teacher, and but there's and there's a lot of people there, mm-hmm. a lot of fans cheering. Some of the glue, a couple of the <clears> glue <throat> people, in fact. Uh, I didn't catch that, but yeah. I 
Absolutely, it makes sense. The, the man Gloomhuffer he was talking to earlier, who was really excited about the tombs. Is there. Is there. Okay, so that's where the episode ends, mm-hmm. right? Is The fight starts. They both pick up their weapons, blah, 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 and they go, and then end of episode. Mm-hmm. Now, <clears throat> I still don't know what the tombs are. Like, do you? <laughs> well, my impression is that it is where the people who do not pay their debts... Are, it's in prison. Yeah, they, they either have had all or part of their souls taken... Mm-hmm. And it's a prison, yeah, and and it was also like it became an attraction, like a fight club. Come <clears throat> see these people fight to the death, yeah, or for their souls. You think you, you think know. it's that simple? That's the impression. That's all we've been given. Agreed, agreed. But so, like, do you yeah. think do you think there's more to it than that? I don't think so. <clears throat> okay. I don't. I think is where we are in the season. And the fact that I don't think we'll be at Grandma's house the whole season, mm-hmm. any more than half the season, I don't think it's going to go any deeper than that. You know half a season's only two episodes away. I know. So, I mean, that's... Yeah. Now, one thing I did love about this, and I know you wanted to talk about Jesse and Cass, and this is probably a good time to talk about it, but one thing I wanted to mention before that is, <clears throat> in this episode in particular... I'm really glad that this whole vampire thing has come to it ahead. And I'm really super glad that Cassidy now really has become part of the story again. Mm-hmm. Because for a while, he was just kind of comic relief. Yeah, and he was tangential. He was just like, we love Cassidy, and we right. love all the Cassidy quotes. But it got to a point where that's all he was. Like, just yeah. the funny guy. As a character, he was, became tangential. The like, funny guy with the best lines. And even with the whole fucking Dennis thing. Yeah. Like, that was part of the thing that sucked about Dennis not ever really becoming a problem, is that he didn't really matter. It was like a side story, and it was just something happening off to the side while Jesse was in, doing his shit in Hairstar. In the Dennis problem, as we saw at the end of it, um, never was a problem that had a hard solution. Mm-hmm. Right? Push him out a window. <laughs> right? Like, so the Dennis thing was, it never got built up yeah. to what it, the problem it could have been. I agree. I think in season two... Cass, who had the best lines, who who is definitely the comic relief in my opinion. He was a tangential character. He wasn't, yeah. but so was Tulip. To uh, but right, she had more going on between her and Jen and the Grail. Mm-hmm. So Tulip had, was a, a little bit more into it mm-hmm. than Cass, but not much. Yeah, so it was nice know? to see Cassidy <clears throat> kind of matter more again and be a much bigger part of the show. I guess it felt like there was much more at stake, like. His part matters more than it ever has, kind of. Mm. Maybe since season and, one, anyway. Well, and we, we okay. You brought up like the the, the Jess Cast relationship in this episode. Uh, we actually kind of skipped over a scene. Or, or we talked about it a little bit, but we didn't talk about when they actually string mm-hmm. string Cass up. <clears throat> and TC and Jody are stringing him up, and and. He's like, hey, you know, your friend's a vampire. Did you know? And Jess is like, no, I didn't I didn't know. And he's like, then you wouldn't have a problem with us mm-hmm. stringing him up until the sun comes out, right? Right. And, and he's like, no. He That's where he decides to open the tombs. Mm-hmm. And, it's ba- and, and that is to save Cassidy. Right. Right. <clears throat> this goes again. Jess is trying to save Cassidy. Mm-hmm. Right. So it goes again to their relationship there, which is interesting. This kind of reminds me of in the comic book um, – the Grail mistakes Cassidy for Jesse. 
and they kidnap him and they take him to an island off France and they put him in a pit and they have a guy in the standing outside the pit with a machine gun essentially just shooting him for days <laughs> mm-hmm. until he's a scrap of meat and then he rebuilds and then he shoots him again right and like so like Cassidy being strung up and then and then TC saying I know what we should do let's go get the guns and have target mm-hmm. practice mm-hmm. That really reminded me of that scene where mm-hmm. it's it's Cassidy who can't get out of where he's at and a guy with a gun just having target practice on him yeah. because they know he's not going to die, right? So we're just going to, like, make you pay. Mm-hmm. And he and in that scene, he's doing it for Jesse, mm-hmm. right? It's a uh, – they think he's Jesse. He knows they think he's Jesse. And it's – and it is something he does. It's a sacrifice he makes for Jesse. And this is kind of one of those scenes. It just reminded me of that. I, and I don't think they're parallel scenes. But it just reminded me of that. Of like, <clears throat> we see Jess doing something we know Jess does not want to do. Which is open, reopen those tombs. Mm-hmm. To keep Cassidy from being... Burned. Not only burned, but like, even if he could come up with a way to save him by the time the sun comes up. He knows that he'll be shot again and again and again and again and again and again mm-hmm. until the sun comes up. So it's like the the one thing I can do to save him is do this thing I really don't want to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we don't know the reasons for that yet. That's why I think the tombs are more than what we've been given. Because hmm. the way you describe them, I think, is is absolutely what we're led to believe they are. Right. Um, and to be honest, I can't think of anything more than that. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm with you. I think that's kind of like what they are. But if that's what they are, why does Jess hate them so much? Right. Right? Like, because that school teacher who we can, you can kind of identify with, he's a fucking pedophile. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I don't have a problem opening up the tombs with that. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, so why does Jess was, hate him so much? It was much? led to kind of seem like a much darker thing. Right. Until recently. Right. So what we've what like I said, what we've seen so far, I think you're right, is is what the tombs are. We've been led to believe they're worse. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think we're not necessarily done with it. You them. could be right. Um but I mean, you know, we've been there, we've done that. Mm-hmm. Do you have more to say on this? On this um, season, on this episode. Um well, just MVP talk. Okay, who's your MVP? For me it's Tulip. Yeah, I knew that out of the jump when you were talking about Tulip at the beginning. Well, it really is her episode, I think. Like, there is some other stuff happening, but I think, you know, the Jesse cast thing is more leading up to next episode. I think that's really going to come to a head next episode. It's, you're right. It's the Jesse casting to me, this is just the beginning of it. Mm-hmm. I agree. Tulip opens with fucking Dukes of Hazard, motherfucking driving. She actually has a conversation with God, threatens to kick his ass. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, she does has interaction with TC. Confrontation a, with the boys. Puts a baby alligator on his cock. She has this awesome fight scene in the boys. She kicks the guy's ass with maracas and jumps through the fucking window like a badass. Yeah. Like, she is she is season one, episode one, Tulip in this one. And she goes to Grandma's room. Yeah. Which takes all balls. Bad ideas, but all balls. All balls. <laughs> Horrible idea. Yeah. All balls. But in, and But we do learn a lot through her in this episode too so that's why i kept saying this was kind of her episode it's like she is a driving force of a lot of what happens in this episode and a lot of what we learn like we learn a lot about 
God. There's still a lot to learn about God, but we learn a lot through interaction with him and learn a lot about grandma and what's going on there through her. And we learn some about Madame Boyd through her and what's to come there. So for me, she was the MVP of this episode. You sold me on it. You're absolutely right. Because I'm. that's even more than what we were talking about at the top of the show. When we were talking about her at the top of the show, her her impact in this episode, I was like, oh, that's his MVP. <laughs> and I was like, well, you know, the, the cast just relationship to me was important. Mm-hmm. But you're right. I it, I think that's – we're just seeing the t- tip of that. Mm-hmm. This is just the beginning. Because for that to come to fruition, Jess is going to have to get cast out of the tombs. Mm-hmm. Right? So there's going to be more to that story. I think you're right. And what you point out, what we learned from this episode because of Tulip's actions. Right. Drove the episode. Mm-hmm. So I think you're absolutely right. I, I'm with you. We have not disagreed yet on an MVP. <laughs> We're only three episodes in. But we have not disagreed on an MVP yet. And I think I'm with you. It's two up on this one. Absolutely. And it felt really good to have her as the MVP after everything, after how much we disliked her storyline in season two. In season two. Yeah. And it's great to have Tulip back. Mm-hmm. To have her back as her is awesome. I love it. I can't wait to to finish their story with with the Grail, yeah, the Tulip and Jen story. You know that's going to end <laughs> this season. Like that shit's coming back, and I'm excited to see that. So no, I'm with you. And and when I think of other characters in this episode, I, I liked TC in this episode. I liked his character because it was to me he's funny, and I like the comedy. I like Cass had some funny lines like he always does. We didn't get to see uh, – um, I mean, Je- Jess had his part. Jody we didn't get to see too much of. Like, we didn't mm-hmm. see anything new with Jody, right? So as I go through the list of characters, it's t- Tulip's the only one left. Mm-hmm. So it has to be Tulip. And Grandma has been kind of more just an underlying presence, well, a threat. A scary That scary. I think is still to come to a head. Absolutely. Before, and so she's always kind of a really imposing force, but has yet to be kind of a standout, active MVP of any single episode. But she's scary as fuck. She is. All right. So with that, we're going to... (laughs) What's this? It's trivia, baby. <laughs> you know it's trivia. Wait, my phone's upside down. Ah, stop it. <laughs> I suck at this. Okay, so I, I'm i doing trivia this week, and I suck at trivia, and everyone knows that. <laughs> and I suck at this one, and and I had three, but now I'm down to two because you more than once mentioned the answer to my first trivia question. Which is... What what did what did Tulip? Uh, well, first of all, it uh, the the topic was going to be I'll beat your ass, <laughs> and the and the question was when when Tulip attacks the bodyguard at at Madame Boyd's, what weapon does she use? Mm-hmm. And you have said maraca more than once this mm-hmm. episode, so I cannot ask you that question, which leaves me down to two. One, I'm pretty sure you'll get. Okay, and the other one. Ain't nowhere in hell you're getting. All right. Okay. So, 
I'm going to stop complaining about how I hate doing trivia and <laughs> just ask you the questions. So here are your topics. Are you ready? I'm ready. Choose your weapon or the Hepcat in the hat. Let's do Hepcat in the hat. You're never going to get this. All right. In the episode, Jesse puts on a top hat, making him look like a carnival barker, like I've said before. This is actually a famous hat. We've seen this hat in another movie. Can you name the movie and or actor who has worn this hat? What do you mean by this hat? The style of hat? No, no, no. This is an actual this movie prop? hat. This movie prop. You're uh, I'm going to go with, um, what was that vampire movie that... Bram Stoker's Dracula. Incorrect, sir. It is the same hat that Colin Colin Cunningham wore as Julian Slink in The Blood Drive. (laughs) Isn't Colin Cunningham TC? I believe so. Same hat. And he's the one who hands Jesse the hat. Ooh, that's interesting. That's additional trivia for you. <laughs> You've added on to it. No points, though, sir, because you, you did not get it correct. So that leaves us with our last trivia question, which is choose your weapon. Okay. This one, this one you should, you'll probably get, and our listeners will probably definitely get. There is kind of one little hiccup with it, so we shall see. A trivia question with a hiccup. A trivia question with a hiccup. Um... In the final fight scene between the teacher and Cass, they each have a weapon. What weapons do each of them have? Well, one's a chainsaw. That's for sure. I don't know what the fuck you call what Cassidy had. It's like... It looks like a mop, but it's got fucking metal tines on it. (laughs) 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 It's like... You know, it's a mace kind of thing. It's a, it's basically a stick with sharp metal pokey things on it. Which which some people call a mace. Mm-hmm. What you just said. <laughs> okay. Um, you're incorrect. You are correct. It's funny. The the part that, that you... Is it not a chainsaw? It's, it's a not a chainsaw. Kind of, is it a weed whacker? <laughs> it's not a chainsaw. <laughs> or like a shrub hedge right. trimmer? The, the fact that Cass had a mace, I thought you would just get. Mm. And that's what you struggled on. Mm-hmm. He had a giant fucking mace. Um, no, the teacher... And here's the hiccup that comes into it. The audio that you hear is a chainsaw. Right? That's the sound that they play. But the weapon he's actually holding is a hedge trimmer. Which... Is a very weak motherfucking tool to be going into a fight with, especially against somebody with a mace. How do you know it wasn't a chainsaw? Because we, you visually see it twice. Once while it's on the floor and then once while he's wielding it. Mm-hmm. And it looks like, um, you know, the saw shark. A hedge trimmer is like, uh, has a long, like, mm-hmm. sword-like thing that with blades that go back and forth. Mm-hmm. And that's what it is. The, the, the hang-up, what I thought you would fall for, is the fact that the audio... What you hear... It is a chainsaw. Is a chainsaw. Right. Right? So I thought you would hear it and go like, oh, it's a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. Because when you see it, the two times you do see it, it is rather quick. And and they've already sold you on the audio. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, he's going to pick up a chainsaw. Mm -hmm. But it's not. It's a hedge trimmer. (laughs) Which is hilarious. But do you think they meant meant for it to be a chainsaw? 
they would have put a fucking chainsaw in it if mm-hmm. it was supposed to be a chainsaw. <laughs> that's all. You're going to tell me a props department had a, had that's, a hedge that's trimmer. Just, that's just weird. And not a chainsaw. Mm-hmm. So, but so you got you didn't get that one, and you didn't get the other one. You're over two. I did not get it. Well, I'll tell you, I'll tell you this: you're, you're basically one for three because I didn't ask the one because you obviously had it. So, yeah. woo! What did I win? <laughs> you won the chance to do trivia next week on Time of the Preacher and put me in the hot seat. Okay, so that's trivia. I think we're at the part of the show where we're going to talk about. Um, the next time. Yeah, the, the preview next episode. For season, preview for season. episode four, which is called The Tombs. Which is called The Tombs. Well, let's stop right here. If you do not want to know anything about the ne- upcoming episode, episode four, um, jump ahead ten minutes. Yeah. And, or um, just stop. <laughs> or, or, well, then you miss the cast quote at the end, which I always love. Okay, fair enough. Um, who, but, knows what they, we, who knows? Maybe we'll talk about this for 20 minutes. <laughs> right, but from here on out... Granted, all we are going to talk about is the trailer that plays at the end of our the episode we just watched. Yeah, the trailer for episode four. For episode four. So most people have probably seen this mm-hmm. trailer. And, and Some people might want to go in totally fresh. I agreed. So I'm, I'm just saying that as in we don't have any more information than that, mm-hmm. than, than the average viewer would have. Mm-hmm. So it's not like we're going to spoil anything that, that isn't in this trailer. That isn't at the end of the episode. Um, But if you are one of those people that don't want to watch that because they want to be surprised, um, thank you for tuning in. Join us next week (laughs) on Time of the Preacher. Uh, 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 Time of the Preacher podcast at gmail.com. Send us anything you want to say. Facebook.com forward slash Time of the Preacher. Time of Preacher at Time of Preacher on Twitter. Mm -hmm. Check us out. And please... Please leave a review and uh, star rating because it does help the show get seen. Oh, on iTunes or yeah. wherever you download your podcast. Right. Please subscribe and review. Mm-hmm. We would appreciate that. Now, to anyone who doesn't care about spoilers or things that are coming up, mm-hmm. let's talk about next episode, what we have seen. In the short 30 seconds. If that. That we get to see in mm-hmm. next episode. You know, on next time. On next, Preacher. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let you run this. Okay. And so, so, what do we see? Well, we see uh, what seems to be the Sandum Killers going on the elevator down. He's like the elevator operator's pushing like negative nine as the. <laughs> <laughs> Which is that's a that's a that's a reference to Inferno, right? Because there's nine levels of hell in Inferno. Oh, okay. Okay. Right. So that's got to be a Dante's Probably. reference. So negative nine. Yeah. But, I mean, we see some shots of the Fight Club. Um, we see, you know, Tulip talking to Madam Boyd. Madam Boyd saying, you're not going to get out of here. But for me, the most exciting thing was seeing the Saint of Killers talking to Satan. And Saint of Killers walking down what looks to be Castle Grayskull in flames. <laughs> it's, basically, it's basically Satan's <clears throat> throne. Uh, but it looks, it reminds me of totally Castle Grayskull. So, I'm going to back up just a touch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said we see some fighting in the tombs. Mm-hmm. We see Cassidy fighting Jesse, Jesse true. in the tombs. Right. So that's a story. Yeah, definitely. Right? Because we done left Cassidy fighting the teacher. Mm-hmm. Cassidy fighting Jesse in the tombs, 
That's a story. Yeah. So there's going to be some meat there in the next episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I do love Santa Killers sitting. And here's the thing is, when, when, when they're actually sitting opposite each other, it's like well lit. Mm-hmm. Right? Like. Well, fire uh, some hell lit. <laughs> yeah. And, and like, and, and I, it, I thought it was funny that when Satan talks, because he says something like, oh, I'm having a problem uh, with, you know, he mentions. He says these two are messing with my. Plans my plan expansion of expansion right and and when he says that he doesn't sound like a satan he sounds I, like I a do. guy named you know bob that's trying <laughs> to sell you a used car right he just has a normal voice like uh-huh. hey santa killers i'm having this problem down there i thought of you right why don't i send you on down there yeah right so again it's just this normal voice thing like the river sticks guy like the the right. boatman yeah. he's just like oh, i don't i don't know what that horn is you know I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. And he has this normal voice. And it's like, but you're this like grim, shadowy figure that fairies souls. Mm-hmm. You're not supposed to sound like, I don't know what that is. You know, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, so for Satan to sound like that was hilarious. But the takeaway is, not only do we meet Satan, the Saint of Killers is coming back. And he's talking to him. And, and this goes to a prediction that we talked about. In the season two wrap up before this started, mm. where we talked about in the comics, the Sand of Killers kills Satan. So, do we think that's going to happen? Um, and I still, I'm still thinking yes, that we will get that storyline of him killing Satan, and that's how he gets out. Maybe he just hires him, but uh, I'm hoping that they do that storyline because it's pretty I- badass to think that the Sand of Killers could kill. Satan. Well, and remember, Satan and, and Lucifer and so those are different people. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm not sure if he kills Satan. I know he kills like like death is like he kills one of them, mm-hmm. right? And so there's that. However, I don't think we're going to get that. Maybe we get that in the future, but I don't think we're getting that now. And I don't think we're getting that this season. Mm-hmm. If this is he calls the Satan killers in, like, hey, I got a job for you, mm-hmm. right? Which was in the comic book was Satan put him. In a grave under Boot Hill, and basically said, "You lay in that grave and ferry bodies over like death, mm-hmm. because we no longer have death because you done killed them. Uh, so that's your job. And then occasionally I will raise you from that grave on Boot Hill and and ask you to do something. And when I do, you fucking do it, mm-hmm. right? So I think that's kind of like a, he's like, I got a job for you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna put you back up there. I need you to do something. When in the comic book, he kills him." It's really their initial meeting of Satan and him and Lucifer and all of them. But he goes down and he he's a problem for them. Right. Because he's he's his heart is so cold he's freezing hell. And Satan's like, Y'all need to get out of here because like I can't have that up in here. Right? So there is the you need to get out of here and it's not I need you to do something. It's you need to get the fuck out of hell because you're breaking it mm-hmm. so i and that's not the vibe we're getting now the vibe we're getting now is i need you to go do this thing because i need you to go do this thing and it was funny to me and you kind of like kind of convinced me that okay in the episode god says i'm putting together a test right and you were you kind of convinced me that that's bullshit mm-hmm. and tool calls him on his bullshit but um but before we talked i was thinking god's putting together a test and satan is planning an expansion. Mm-hmm. So those two things we now know, mm-hmm. those are what they're up to. Um, 
which is interesting. From what you've explained, I think you might be right. I think that might be bullshit. I because what wins me over on that argument is the fact that uh, God is afraid of Genesis, mm-hmm. which comes from the comic book. Mm-hmm. And to be honest, that's a kind of a main thing. So I think that's still part of this story. And if God's afraid of Genesis, he he would want to hold back Jesse, right? And at the same time, while holding back Jesse and his power and being out of heaven himself, it would give the devil plenty of room mm-hmm. to plan an expansion. Mm-hmm. So I think that's that's an interesting thing. But at the end of the day, Saint Killers is coming back. Yes, and we he's the he's my one of my favorite villains of all time. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited. And another <clears throat> exciting thing about this, which I did not notice the first time, but on Twitter. Um, Summer Breeze, I think is her name, also goes under um, I Am Batmilf. <laughs> She's <laughs> the one who pointed out that as he's talking, before you see that it's Satan, or before you see him talking to the Saint of Killers, his he, hand hangs up a phone, which makes you wonder, if was that when Tulip picks up the phone mm. and you hear the voice say, what do you want? Like it was kind of a similar voice to the Satan. Are we going to get a callback to that, where he says, "What do you want?" Are we going to get any kind of confirmation? I wonder. Um, I think absolutely will. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to because you're right. They show the scene of him hanging up the phone, mm-hmm. and it, it has to be Tulip calling. Same kind of phone. Same. Actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the direct. So no, I think that is, and I and to be honest, I think that's just a kind of one of the gags they kind of throw in, like. Mm-hmm. It's literally going to be Satan sitting at a desk. The phone rings. He picks it up. What do you want? Mm-hmm. And Tulip goes like uh, and hangs up the phone. And he just hangs up the phone. And the Saint of Killers walks in. I think that's what we're going to get. And Probably, I, and I yeah. think that's and I think that's hilarious. I, yeah. I love that they, yeah. they would throw that in there. But you're right. That came from. That's not our opinion. That came from Twitter. Mm-hmm. And when I read that on Twitter, I was like, absolutely. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like that's exactly what that is. <laughs> I didn't catch that. So way to go. Yeah, I love it. Um. So how are you? Are we done? I had one more. Prediction question. I mean, it's a quick one. Do okay. you think we're ever going to see Bald Grandma? You do in the comic book. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she start bald? bald? Well, yeah. yeah. And, and but, like I, I, but it makes me wonder if, like, this grandma, is she just wearing a wig? Well, though she's staying young through the souls, but now she's really not. She's, she's no, older. she's old now. She's but. And in the comic book, like I said, all I want to see with Grandma is her explode through the roof <laughs> in her wheelchair. I want her in her wheelchair... To launch like a rocket through the fucking roof. <laughs> That's all I want to see. Um, I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Things. Because things aren't going so good for Grandma. So mm-hmm. so maybe. That, that'd be interesting. I. This is a long episode. Yeah. I apologize. We're getting longer and longer. <laughs> I did, As we do shorter. <laughs> we're just. Now that we're doing just one episode, we're doing longer. Yeah. And, and the funny thing is, like, I we're long tonight because we're both sitting in the same room, and, mm-hmm. and that's why, I think. But So thanks for, if you made it this far, thanks for sticking in with us, holding in. Um, I'm good. Yeah. Are you good? I'm good. So, uh, yeah, we'll be uh, excited to see Satan and the Saint of Killers. Mm. I think it's awesome that we got to see God in this one. We'll see Satan in the next one as characters. And we're going to we're going to get 
Tulip at the Boyds, and we're going to get Jesse and Cass fighting in the tombs. So mm-hmm. we'll get some more tomb information, too. Next episode looks fucking awesome. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, you heard all the info on finding us on Facebook and Twitter. Please do leave us a review and subscribe on iTunes or podcast app or whatever you're using. And uh, join us next time of The Preacher. This is bullshit. I'm a bloody vampire at Voodoo Disneyland. I should be their main attraction, man. Magic is one thing. Monsters is something else. Oh, monsters is... Oh, come on. I didn't mean that.